Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on the 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app in association with the Credit Union. On today's show, as always, I'm joined by co-presenter Pat McNamara. And there can only be one topic again this week. It's hurling. We're going to have a quick look back at the All-Ireland Final and the goings-on with managers and leaving over the weekend uh, with Patsy Fahey, our well-known analyst from St. Joseph's. And later on the programme then, we're going to talk to our guest here in the studio, Fiekelman, uh, a man who knows more than more than most of our hurling has stood at the post watching games all over the county and all over the country for years, is Pat Hickey from Fiekel. And we're also joined by another man well versed in the GA activities of Clare, a uh, member of our team here on Scarpe Community Radio, is Pat O'Brien from O'Callaghan's Mills. And first of all, before we go to Patsy Pat, um, Limerick top dogs again. Limerick top dogs again and deservedly so, Leo. Not, not anyone's great surprise. Uh, first of all, it was a great game to be at. I really, really enjoyed it uh, as, as, a, as a sort of a neutral. I'm not sure if it ever neutral when Limerick and Kinnear at loggerheads with each other from, from both points of view. But um, Limerick showed their class, I suppose their fitness, their strength and their, and their experience of, of top class hurling in the last five minutes when it will be last three, four, six, seven, eight minutes which is required. Uh, but Kilkenny is a big step and put it up to him like Cody's teams always do and always did and uh, made for a great spectacle. Uh, brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Huge Limerick support. Good, good Kilkenny support too as well in fairness and uh, just the most enjoyable game. A good final for, 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 the, for the game itself for hurling because you need a tight game, you need tension, you need excitement and drama and we had all of that. But uh, some great scores on both sides, some great defending as well. And uh, Limerick, uh, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're young team still, they're only average age 25 or 6, maybe 27, you know, they'll be there for another little while. The only issue is they're not freshening up the squad that much, and maybe that'll go against some of the future. But look at the future isn't front tonight, it's looking back on a great year for Limerick. And uh, Kilkenny really tested them as we expected, but uh, they passed that test. Uh, Patsy, you're welcome once again. How are things? Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Leo. Thank you, Patsy. Do you concur with Pat there? I don't know, did you hear him about Limerick? You know, we're saying Limerick's top dogs again, but look at Kilkenny gave it their all. I suppose Limerick were the champions again, Patsy. Um, yeah, absolutely. I was up at it um, as Leo, uh, as, as, as Pat rightly pointed out. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant match to be at. Uh, brilliant match to look at. Um, I have a little bit of a graphic, Kenny, as, as you all probably know in this, this studio anyway at this stage. I was shouting for them. Um, they gave it their all. Uh, if you told me Kenny would have 16 points at, at the half, I would have probably told you that Kenny would be up by two or three points. Uh, I think up on 17 from Kilkenny's point of view would be very, very disappointing, I'm sure, for Brian Cody and his management side, especially their half-back line. Uh, a blind man could see that the half-back line was not doing their job properly. Maybe the midfield wasn't doing their job properly, but also maybe management wasn't doing their job properly, that they didn't have a plan in task. It was a simple task. It was it was a converging of three in the middle and in a break. And then, of course, we know how, how, how good the puck outs are with Nicky Quaid at this stage. And it just seemed that Garod Hegarty was going over and back to the sideline, picking up these loose balls. And when Garod's, um, how would I say, fitness levels kind of waned a small bit, it, it, was, it, was, it was taken up on Kyle Hayes then. Kilkenny, Paddy Deegan had a nightmare in my view. 
uh, Richie Reid wasn't much better. So we had two of the half-back line faltering big time. Uh, the stats don't lie. I think it was 17 uh, puck outs. I think they, they, they garnered 14 of them or something like that. So that was absolutely crucial to Limerick's victory. Uh, Kilkenny heroic in what they done in the first half to keep to keep things alive, to keep it ticking over. No better than the, than the great man T.J. Reid himself. You know, Kilkenny went route one lads uh, most of the time. They didn't go. They didn't go to the midfielders. They didn't go to the halfbacks. They went to the odd time to the full back line. That really didn't work as, as Limerick's green wall pushed up on them and and it turned over a few easy scores. Limerick got their got their scores easier lads. And I suppose at half time we were all looking around. Known there was a game on, known that there would be a team talk from Brian Cody, known that there would be a change of attitude from Kilkenny and a bit more intensity, and we did see that in the second half. Lads. Uh, the second half was far more what we normally would expect of Kilkenny, a bit more of 2019 Kilkenny that knocked out Limerick in the semi final of the championship. And I suppose it's a testament to that too, um, Patsy, was the introduction of Walter Walsh. And for all the tactics that you know, are implied in the game, when Kilkenny went route one continuously. How they left the men like Walter Walsh off the, the first 15 when they were going to play a game that, you know, as, as it panned out, is a mystery to me. Yeah, I mean, we were we were kind of discussing that on the way in. Would, would Walter maybe get the nod ahead of someone uh, on the starting lineup for Kilkenny? Now, there is, there is a case of Walter's probably better off introduced. Maybe like a Davy Ford over the years and over going back, going back to, the, to the 90s there, but I suppose uh, finally after, as, as the 95 team and 97 team was introduced. But Davy Ford was a classic example of that, uh, that he was better off probably introduced and he was an impact sub for Clare over the years. Walter was probably more of an impact sub for Kilkenny. I know they had Richie on the bench and he made an impact when he came on as well. So maybe Brian was holding a few aces um, in his back pocket to say, to say, come on and do the job. And in fairness to the subs from Kilkenny, they did the job. Also, you could say they could keep the, the Limerick subs were, were rewarded in their in their efforts as well. So it was a kind of a, a tactical battle to see see who would pull off the the, the 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 coup in the last 15 minutes. And really, what we got was was, was a treat because when Richie levelled on 63 minutes. You know, I I was thinking like this is this is this is a grandstand for 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 Richie, maybe maybe a, a finale for Brian in, in the in the proper order. But in fairness to Limerick, you have got to give him credit. You know, again a puck out again to Kyle Hayes. You know, that's the that's the key. They got them scores, yeah. kind of responded to Kilkenny all the time, and and I, I, I the only thing I I, I would always say about TJ 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 was the old school like the Henrys or the Eddie Brennans they tried to manufacture a goal there with TJ had it and he popped the ball over to Walter and it was kind of snapping out of the air and Limerick proceeded to get four points in the shot after that put him up by five you know if TJ had taken his point he was back to level pegging again you know so they were the kind of intricacies that were, that were dealt with with the last ten minutes but I must give credit to Limerick I probably didn't give him enough credit over the, over the last couple of years because I probably wasn't up at the All-Ireland and probably during the COVID and we saw Waterford beaten in an empty stadium. We saw Cork in a 10-minute All-Ireland last year, basically. You know, so, and they didn't, they didn't get the credit maybe from the likes of myself and maybe a lot of other people. But when you beat Kilkenny in the All-Ireland final, when you get the three in a row, you deserve huge credit. Huge credit to John Kiley, huge credit to Paul Kinnock and his backroom staff as well and huge credit to the players in the field. Yeah, and we must say well done to Ellen Cunningham and Angus O'Brien too, Claremont involved as well. Before we finish up on the All-Ireland, um, Betsy, on my behalf, um, as you were at the game as well, you noticed there was a lot of tension on the Kilkenny sideline, right? Especially, there seems to be a lot of arguing and to and fro there. They definitely weren't in agreement and, you know, they were under pressure 
Was there anything else they could have done, do you think, of what would, you know, they didn't seem to be in agreement with what was going on anyway. Definitely Martin Comer and Cody didn't, you know, for the last 15, 20 minutes, they were like loggerheads, there's no doubt about that. But look, they came, they, they, wagon, they circled the wagons and they came up with a magnificent performance in the end. Yes, they did. And uh, I, I, I would say there was a, the, the, you know, when things are going wrong, especially in a key area in the halfback line, like there is going to be tension there. What do we do? Do, do, do we hold our positions? You know, do, do we suck back the half forward and a bit more? I'm sure there's a lot of questions that, um, to, be, to be asked and answered on the sideline. And maybe Kikini didn't have the answers. Whereas Paul Kinnock on the other side seemed a little bit agitated at times as well. And, and maybe he found the answers of Limerick in the last 10 minutes. Whereas Brian and his backroom team, they probably didn't get the grips of it. Now, they probably did get the grips of it better in the second half. But obviously the first half was probably a little bit of frustration. And that probably boiled over into the last 10 minutes of the game. You know, and 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 when things were going wrong, other aspects of the, of, of the like who to bring on, who to who to take off. The, the first half probably came back to the fore when there was a little bit of frustration involved in, in the in the whole thing. I, I I'd love to know the answer of of the question if someone asked to Brian. Brian, we're getting cleaned out in the half back line. That's the question I would love to know. What was the answer? Because they didn't get the answer in the first half. They did a small bit more in the second half, but but Gerard Hegarty and like one talking from play from the half hour line. Is, is, is a massive, a massive task. I was calling for David Blanchfield to come on very uh, a bit earlier, um, and in fairness to Blanchfield when he came on, at, at least at least the first first mm. ball he came out fifty fifty against against Hegarty. I know Hegarty was was probably to the last leg of that stage, you now because he had a massive shift put in. But Blanchfield caught it and threw it over the bar, you know, as much as say an act of defiance that I should have been on earlier, you know. And he was, uh, one, so, and he was one, and he was one of the players in the league, you know, one of the. He was, three, he know. was, he was. And Kenny people will tell you that, like he he was one of the players that were big and strong, athletic, and were able to match up against the physicality of other teams. And in fairness to Hegarty and Hayes, you would need that. And Morrissey on the other side as well. You know, so it, it was strange. It looked like it, there was, it, it doesn't happen in many sidelines that you see a little bit of, a little bit of tension like that, especially on our, on our final day. It just didn't seem to have the answers for, 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 for the team and for Limerick at the, at, at the, at the crucial stage. Patsy, uh, last Sunday we saw the two best teams in the country, but also with the two best goalkeepers in the country but the difference in the way they're utilised is just is, is chalk and cheese Limerick make the absolute most out of uh, Nicky Quay directing operations from the ball when he's in his hand and how it starts a really really dangerous attacks uh, with his brilliant accuracy from puck outs yet Kilkenny as all instructions of his Murphy was, was simply doing what every goal he was doing 40 years ago belting it as far as he could do you think that's a mistake on the path of Kilkenny not to utilise a great uh, goalkeeper like Murphy, who I'm sure would have the skills to pick out men, and if they if they just formulated a different plan of plan of playing. If you watch Kilkenny during the year, I mean Murphy was was doing that a little bit during the year, like in various games in Leinster, he was well able to ping a ball to the half back. That's the point. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's if the opposition allowed you that. I suppose Lim- Limerick had, had, had done, 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 done it to say, look, we will give them the long puck outs and let's get Hannon, Burns and maybe Morrissey to, to maybe defend. And they, they were probably happy enough that maybe TJ was probably the only man in the attack in the first half that was able to catch a high ball. Obviously, obviously when Walter came on, it was a different kettle of fish, but I mean, they, they, there's a lot of water under the bridge when the time Walter came on. As for, as for, as for Quaid, they tell you, they tell you everywhere that even if my theory of the Kilkenny halfbacks holding their lines, holding their positions, like if Quaid saw three going into the middle and maybe um, Mikey Carey and, uh, and Paddy Deegan holding their wings, 
he'd have a puck out strategy for that for that cluster in the centre as well. That means Limerick would have more numbers in the centre and Nicky Quaid would probably bomb it to one of them lads. You know, so they, they have it down packed. It's, it's true what people say. They have it down to a tee. They have great time put, in, put into it, obviously, and it, and it, and it reaps, re, reaps for its rewards. It just show you how, how good they were on, on puck outs. That, that we, didn't see that, we didn't see that kind of um, authority from the Limerick half-forward line in the Munster final day on that. So Clare has something something done. Maybe Kilkenny should have done a little bit of blue, a blueprint on what Clare had done maybe there wasn't enough thought put into it but definitely from restarts if you look at 2019 let's, I think I saw a stat that when Mickey Quaid went wrong in 2019 the game they lost in the semi-final they only won 29% of their long puck outs today or, or sorry last Sunday I would say it was up higher on the 70% mark on the long puck outs that means it goes to the half hour line or further so that is a huge difference and that's ultimately why he lost the game Patsy one last brief question and you touched on it there about maybe Kilkenny not having worked out. Is it too short a time between the semi-finals and the final? Was, the, was it a bit too rushed, the championship? I know we're going to talk about the club scene, which is the, probably the bedrock and the foundation of all hurling in this country. And, and, you know, the players are so important, you know, club players, etc. But is it that bit rushed, do you think? Or, you know, in terms of even working out your strategy for a final, you know, you finish the semi-final, you need recovery. Is there enough time and should it be so rushed or is that is, is it simply the best way to go proper doing so far and you can keep it you know fairly short if you like well my own view Pat, is definitely it is rushed I mean you definitely need I would I would, I would guarantee you John Kiley and, and Brian Cody would say three weeks yeah. three weeks in Ireland would be perfect, a perfect summation of it you kind of only have a week to kind of recover as such you have a week to get in a nice bit of training and then you have a week to kind of sharpen and focus and get the tactics right for the for the final. So it is it is it is very rushed. I mean, July seventeenth for North Ireland. It's very strange. I mean, even the heat was strange. Full credit to the players. I mean, I mean, no man went down with cramp even on, on, on last Sunday. Like it was, it was exceptional fitness from both teams. Um, but uh, it is a bit rushed. I, I agree with a few few comments knocking around in the last week that like Munster final, um, you know, if it's a draw, it should be a replay. Leinster final should be a replay. Semi final should be a replay. We should not be, be be squeezing things in for extra times. And God, God help us if penalties decided a big game like a Munster final or something like that that you know it, it wouldn't be right at all. You know, so I, I really think it is rushed. I think the GA needs to. Re- really look at it you need to listen to people though the GA don't seem to listen what, what went on last Sunday uh, lads, in, in, not only in the hurling side of it to be rushed but the, the, the shambolic treatment of the 95-97 yes, exactly. the shambolic treatment of Wexford 96 you know this, this is not this is not what the GA should be about the GA should, 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 should be listening to players listening to teams listening to management I think Brian Cody has come out and said it has to be reviewed like, if you can listen to one of the greatest managers of all time you, you know you, 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 you should not be involved in the, in, in the association you have to listen to it. It really it only affects four four teams when it comes down to the comes down to the country semifinals. The rest of the club championships can go go ahead as planned if they want to go that early. Like the Watford who are out of the championship probably in in in, 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 in I don't know May or June. I'm not sure. I mean they could go with the championship in early July if they want to. But I'm guarantee you they didn't because you know players are gone away. There's, there's holidays going on. There's, there's everything. There's everything happening. The club will will happen more than likely. At, at, uh, okay. A little bit earlier than normal, but in general, it'll go ahead in, in, in August or September, and, and, and uh, even in October in some counties. Yeah, and it's just the way it is. Yeah, Petsy, there's too much on. of a gap now. Yeah. There's too much of a gap now between All Ireland final Sunday, July 17th, and when the lads resume again, probably in the first round of the league, probably in February. You know, it, no, it, 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 
it's a crazy gap. Jeez. And there's no doubt about Patsy, also the, the, the way the GA had launched their championship this year, leaving out the likes of Antrim and Kerry, you know, who were in the last uh, eight or whatever it was at that time. Uh, a major, a major uh, boo-boo on the PR. Uh, I think the Liam Cahill and, and Colin Bonner thing, it was, it was very poorly handled, as has, has been said. I mean, Colin Bonner had, it seemed it was in the, it was in the news, uh, we'll say, personal people knew that Bonner was going to be gone a week before Colin got, got the news himself. And that kind of stuff is, that's, that's very amateur. I know we're an amateur sport, but that is, that, is just, that is just not good enough for a man of Colin Bonner's stature who's given great service to Tipperary, great service to the GA. And it looked like to me that we heard all the, all the vibes after Watford uh, had, uh, had lost to Clare, got hammered by Clare, that, that Liam Cal was a, was a dead man walking. Um, one, of, one, of our, one of our own, one of my own lads, uh, Christy O'Connor from Dorbeerfield, wrote, wrote a good article, and he said that um, his tenure was actually over before Watford's championship was over. And I think that was absolutely perfect, because whenever Liam Cal said he's, he's actually lost the dressing room before that game, uh, against Clare in the park, and he was a dead man walking. So I think Tipperary knew that they 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 they, they played on the on the, on the, on the Liam Cal card, and obviously when when Bonner was sacked, um, uh, Liam Cal left his job, and it was a, it was it was just a, a matter of formality then to get him involved. So look at a managerial merry-go-round, not nice for for for, for Colin Bonner. I'm sure he'll get back into management again. Big pressure on on, on Liam Cal now. He's not going into a, a ready-made team like 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 you had with Watford. He has to do a lottery building for Tipperary. Monster of the beast. Limerick are still number one. Um, it's it's going to be a tough challenge for Liam Cal longer. Yeah, and I suppose a quick 30 second on our own team here in Clare. As you said, you know, Kilkenny could have followed their template. Uh, Brian Lohan, a lot of progress made, more to do. Yes, I, I think Brian Lohan has made, has made serious progress in a few years. Uh, it was just a shame the way it ended uh, in the Incro Park. Just a very flat performance. Some strange decisions, I suppose, uh, for, 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 for selections. Um, and sad to see that, that Brian did not come out afterwards and, and speak to the media. Even if it was a few words to say, look at where it went wrong that he thought, why, why, why we went this way with formation-wise and team selection-wise. You know, the, 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 the fans deserve that. I think Brian has got a, got a very good, good rapport with the, with, the, with the media. And I know a lot of media were very disappointed in him not coming out. You know, or even sending someone out to have a few words. You know, uh, he's got a lot of support from club Clare, a lot of support from the, from the, from, from the fans. You know, so I think, I, think, I think a lot of people were disappointed about that. that that's judging my own, my, own, my own view and a lot of people's views that I talked to about Hurling. You know, we needed Brian to come out. I mean, Brian Cody and John Kiley after, after um, you know, OK, it was Brian Cody last week. They had to come out and talk about a, a loss in an All-Ireland final. Brian you know, should have come out and spoke after his loss in the in the semi-final against Kenny Kenny because you know that's what people you know that's part of the giglets you know and at the end of the day I think Brian might might even learn from 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 that on Sunday and and look at push on for next year few fresh faces, maybe even a few fresh faces in the backroom team lads would be no harm either just to just to liven it up and again just push on. We had a brilliant monster campaign, no question about it. We just fell a little bit short after that. Look at only Brian and his backroom team would probably know what were the real the real answers for that. Uh, as for the general Joe public like myself, we go down, we support the team and we wish him the best. And look at <coughs> we got we, we got to crawl park again. Lads. It was a great year. But we we just we just fell a small bit shocked. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction, does not about that. And you're speaking about fresh faces, um uh, Patsy in the senior championship and intermediate championships and junior championships starting this weekend. And um, who are your tips to do? Who, you, who are your tips first of all to win either championship? And who do you think are the main contenders and maybe a dark horse for both? Well, 
I suppose look at looking at the looking at the groups. There's some there's some, there's some brilliant hurling team played that you know. There's no question about that. There's some fantastic games played. You know, you you Kilmaley winning the the Clare Cup, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know they're 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 looking very formidable. You know, they're looking very formidable. I mean, a lot of people would, would have would have would have tipped up Clare before the the, um, the the Clare Cup, and I know a few injuries have happened to Clare. But look, at Kilmaley will, will, will you know they have a rogue Scarlett, Tony Quinn that group. It looks like a row Kilmaley to me coming out of it. You know, so if they can get out of that group to Kilmaley in a row, I mean, they, 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 you would fancy them to, to me make the last four again, lads. Looking at the other groups, I mean, Ballier obviously favourites for that, for, for the Castle, Bradford, Cracklow and the Mills group, you know, with, with Tony Kelly back at four, you know, and I'm, I'm sure has, you know, has his grip between the teeth after, you know, a couple of, of disappointing performances, as you call it, between, uh, against Wexford and Kilkenny. So I'm sure Ballier will, will reap the benefits of Tony Kelly again this year now. Uh, so I, I, I would fancy Ballier obviously to make the last four. Uh, the other one, the other, the other, the other last four is a little bit tricky. I mean, you'd imagine Eddie Kilimona would come out of that group and crush in Smith O'Brien's and Wolf um, you know, I know there's a quarter final obviously we played and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I came on after getting great experience getting to the final last year. <coughs> David Fitzgerald in absolutely brilliant form. You know, um maybe Ed McCarthy coming back into into it as well. They they should they should, they should have a serious cut of this this year. Uh, I suppose the other group just looking at it quickly, No Market Feek and White Gate and Aaron the Bridge. Obviously we'd never rule out the bridge, you know, but uh you know, No Market are going about their business quietly as well. That's a big first game at the weekend between the market and the bridge. Whoever wins that will be set up nicely. But that's a that's a very tricky uh, a tricky group. But my, my, my semi finalist probably would be Ina, Bellier, Erog and Kilmaley if I was looking at it from now. Yeah, and who are you, who are you tipping to go the whole way, Petsy? Um, I would I would have to go with Belly again. Let's you know I, I I don't like to be you know favoritism and, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm, I'm a man for the underdog. But if I was going to go for it again, I just think Belly have probably the the, the solid credentials to um, to go on and re, and repeat this year. And intermediate championship, Petsy. I know your beloved St. Joseph's will be hoping yeah, to go one step further. St. Joseph's, Joseph's would, would probably be up there with favourites. I mean, after after getting turned over last year in the final against Luca Bryans, they have a group that you know you, sh- you should be getting out of with, with we know with three coming out of it. Uh, Joseph's Tubber, Killinane, and the market in the mills. We know a few injuries have hit Killinane, I think, over the last few weeks, unfortunately. But you'd imagine Joseph's Tubber would be to the four to the semi final. Uh, the other group, Rouen, Six Mile Bridge, Party, and Clanara, Corfin. You know, again, Rouen semi-finalist last year. You know, I know there were a few injuries knocking around there, but maybe with Mounsey in form, should be able to maybe push him on maybe into latter stages again. Uh, I'd probably lean with Corofin. Um, I know a lot of football has gone up there as well, judging from my own experience up there. But um, uh, Corofin, you know, should maybe make it out. Uh, and the other group then is a real, it's a real humdinger, real Tona Ogunlo, Aynikin Lamon and Bodike. I know that uh, Budaik have done savage work, but a lot of injuries have hit Budaik recently. Uh, Tola, you know, with, with local derbies, you know, should should come out of the group. But again, maybe the last four, maybe Joseph, uh, Tubber, uh, Rowan, and maybe maybe Budaik if, if if they can if they can if they can nick 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 a win maybe somewhere along the line in in, in a quarter final. Um, they, they could be the dark horses in the intermediate championship. Come in, that's it. Well, very good. I, I take your word on that one. I'd love to see that happening. And Patsy, as always, good to talk to you here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. No problem at all. At any time at all. Thank you. Thanks, William Patsy. Great to hear And thanks once again uh, to Patsy Fahey for his thoughts there on the national game and his thoughts on the club championship. And now we're going to go into the club championship in more depth with our <coughs> guests of, um, as we said, the famous umpire known all over the county and country in Pat Hickey from Vehicle and also the men well known to 
all Hurland supporters. He's O'Callaghan's okay, middlesman, Pat O'Brien. You're both welcome. Um, first of all, it's great to see the, the, the senior championship uh, starting in Clare, Pat, Pat O'Brien. A bit earlier than usual, but that's the, the joys of the split season now. Yeah, of course, with the, with the split season now, you're, you're straight into to, to the championship now. Uh, and um, it will be, be all go from, from Sunday on, or from Saturday on. And um, just marvellous to see it. Really, I suppose you, you can't have it everywhere. Especially, you know, uh, maybe there, there could be a bit of tweaking done at the inter county level. But um, just now to see the senior championship um, playing in good weather, and hopefully we'll have we'll have some very good games. There's no no doubt about it, that. And Pat, are you, what's your thoughts before we get into the, the actual games on the split season? I know maybe the All Ireland being over on a on a violent Sunday in July maybe seems a bit strange, but at least it's given the club players a chance too, Pat. Yeah, exactly. I mean the, the, the club players they formed an association just for that purpose and they disbanded once it was decided. But now that we have the first year of it, there is a lot of criticism of it that is too rushed. I don't agree with uh, extra time in the Munster final. I think GA lost out there, they would have made an awful lot of money if they had a replay, there'd be another 40,000 or over that to replay with Claire Limerick. That said, everyone knew it was there, I suppose, at the start of the season, but um, you need more time to recover as the, as the championship moves on. They're too condensed, the, 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 the game. So, and to have it over in July again, I mean, as Patsy rightly said, there's no inter-county now between now and next February. It's too long and we're losing out in publicity. I know the club championship will be on television in the latter stages, but the next couple of months there'll be nothing on television really. It is only in concluding stages championship. RT have got the right together in the last few years showing club matches. Obviously, Chicha Cahill will as well. But um, I, I think the content season, it needs to be looked at again. Another month maybe, um, we'll <coughs> no have them, you know, to give yeah, the teams a bit more time. And Pat, to follow on that, Pat, it's going to be interesting to see what way the club players or the county players come back, with what form they're going to bring into this club championship. You know, it's tough on them coming in. You know, okay, they've had a few weeks break after the, the semi final defeat last to Kilkenny, but, you know, a lot of them seem to be burned out at uh, Bob and Crow Park. They've, they've given it a fair campaign. Going to be interesting to see how, you know, obviously being back with the clubs will be a fresh approach and I suppose, you know, a change is as good as a rest, but it's going to be hard from Pat. It will be hard, I suppose. The only good thing is they're not coming back in rain, sleet and heavy ground. They're coming back in summer hurling, which will help. That, that's the first thing. The second thing is it must be very hard mentally for them to readjust. I mean, I know they all love playing for their clubs. We know that. But the amount of publicity, the amount of attention, media attention they got, you know, playing in front of thousands uh, in the big matches in Croke Park, it says on television, all of that kind of thing. And then to readjust, you know, mentally, I'd say... It, it would take a few weeks for, for that to just get down and get down and, and start, you know, even playing with the way this their club plays and getting to know the play of their teammates and all that. But then again, they're top players for a reason. They can adjust to difficult circumstances. It has created, the clear run has created a huge interest, I think, in this championship. Now, there's always interest in the championship, but this year, you know, we know there's such a spread of, of fine players on the clear team. Uh, players we didn't expect to, to step up to the mark this year were excellent and uh, the Sarvers who were always there uh, are still there. So they're spread around various clubs and I think the fact that Clare had a massive following gathered up again this year, hopefully a little bit of that will filter down to the Championship and we'll get bigger crowds in Tulla and in, in, in um, Sigmar Bridge and in the park and in Broadford, wherever the games are played. 
and uh, it'd be great to see all those new, new seats in the Tullis then filled up with a, a local game, an East Clare game maybe, and uh, a, a major atmosphere there. So an awful lot to look forward to. And I think those county players will bring people out because the younger lads particularly want to see those stars at the song Croke Park in Tullis. And the great thing about it as well, lads, is that Lohan is prepared to bring in lads if they've for from the championship, put them on to It's a major incentive yeah, yeah, True. And it's, it, I was just going to say that. He doesn't, it doesn't, he doesn't care whether you played for Clare mm. before that or not. If you perform, you're brought in. So there's a chance there for everyone that wasn't part of the county set up uh, up to now to perform the championship and say, at least I get a good run. If I get a run and perform well, I could be called into the senior panel. So yeah, someone, someone, is, someone, is going to, someone knew who's going to, and we, yeah. we need more debut yeah. in the squad, Pat. And someone is going to get a chance. Yeah. I suppose there's, there's a great opening for, for players. Um, and in good weather in Ireland, you know, you're going to have good weather for, from, from your championship, and he'll see him at their best, yeah. Exactly. And I hope also that there'll be matches, they won't be all put inside in Cusick Park, you know, that they'll be moved out of the country. I'd like to see two big matches above each other. Correct, all times. Where, where, where it was always. Yeah. You know, it'll be marvellous to see there now some yeah. Sunday evening above each other and two, two championship games. Yeah, there's no team. Two East Clare teams. And you said it, Pat. There's great venues around East Clare. Proper is a great yeah. venue. Wicked, I think, is a venue that's underutilised. You know yeah. what I mean? Great, great. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Scarif, you know, when the, when yeah, the new when pitch, the new development is done, I know it won't be there this year, but and I think in, in the future. Cusick Park has so many games, and I suppose it's understandable why they will, but the atmosphere inside there with six or seven hundred people is pretty, you know, cavernous. It's kind of empty and it's kind of hollow, you know. If you, have a, if you have the weight of a thousand people down in Barford, you've got some, you've got some atmosphere, you know, you'll as find, we know from before. You'll find out that the majority of the games have been Cusick Park and Six Mile Bridge. The way. Finson. Yeah, Finson, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, we'll look at whatever about the Finson and the matchup, we'll get through, to, get through the groups. And group one, the senior, no market, Fetal, Wycott, Clannar and the Bridge. Pat O'Brien, this is a real tough group. Oh, it is a tough group. Anybody could come over really. Wycott could take a few, a few scabs, one or two, the, 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 in, in recent years they have. They have taken scabs down along the line and way better than, than themselves. Um, it looks, I don't know, to me, maybe in the market on the bridge. With Clandera, maybe Fetal, you know, it could be any, any of them. Any of them could be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's depending on the way how the, how the games will go and how, how teams will, 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 will play. Clandera, I suppose, are one of the teams, that, one of the clubs that they won the intermediate back in the way and they won the senior in 09. And, and, Everyone was saying, look, look at the talent they had, and they haven't, they haven't won a senior championship. They haven't won a senior championship since. You know? And, and Petty, he, you know, they are the big enigma of Clare GA, there's no doubt about that. You know about Six Mile Bridge, you know what you're going to get with these guys. They're going to be there knocking on the door, no matter what team they have. Sean Stack is at the Hillam this year, a change. Wycott tells that he is there again. Fetal P.J. Keller is there again. They were unlucky last year. No Mackett will count themselves unlucky last year, not getting to county final. You know, yeah. Clannara were in the cup final only less than two weeks ago, and failed to impress in the evening, gone down, losing another final. What's your thoughts, Pat? Yeah, I was at the cup final and Clonera suffered a number of injuries the same evening, which might hamper them, especially the first game against Fiki. I mean, they lost Tots O'Connell, their captain, free taker, and going very well this year. They lost, obviously, John Conlon will be out. They lost Killian Finnessy, they lost Oshin O'Brien. They, were, they weren't there either for the cup final. And during the cup final as well, they lost Michal O'Loughlin and Garrett Kennedy. So I'm not sure whether they'll be back. So there is a chance maybe Fiedel could do something in that game. Colin Galvin. And Colin, yeah, Colin Galvin yeah. suffered a serious knee injury. But they are Jekyll and Hyde, Clonara. They were impressive. They beat, they're the only team to beat Kimele in the cup. And uh, the, only two, the only points Kimele dropped, they drew with Fiedel and they were beaten by Clonara. And then they, Clonara, they turned their ta- tables on Clonara in the final. Um, what was it? 15 points to 25 is the score. Uh, I think uh, 
definitely Kildare injuries might take their toll depending on how serious they are for the rounds yeah. of championship but the first games are crucial you get a head start if you win and you're on the back foot if you lose yeah. Six Mile Bridge um, Alex Moore is out for the year he's a big loss to me he's a great free taker and probably their top scorer the last number of years and Jamie Shannon I think hasn't played much harder than this year mm. either he's back complaint Stack has introduced a number of younger players into it and they don't fairly well in the cup we're lucky to lose the semi final actually they only lost it by a point to Kilmele but um, very hard to look beyond them. No market had no more player involved, players involved with players, so they're operating with the same bunch all year. They only utilise Colin Ryan uh, sporadically in the cup, but they'll probably get him into shape for the championship. As you rightly pointed out, Leo, they were unlucky last year. They were beaten by a point in semi-final. No one really gave them a chance last year, and they'll take beating as well. But I suppose when, it, when I put push comes to shove, I'll go with the bridge until the Irish come out of the group. Bridget, yeah. uh, Peter Bryan, what was your thoughts on that one? Well, I, I'll go for the bridge and the market. Yeah. Pet McNamara. Again, it's the group. Everyone's been talking about since it first came out that night in, in April. Uh, everybody's talking about the group of date, the usual phrase people use. Any of the two or the five could come out, to be honest about it. Uh, I'm sticking my neck out. I, I, um, I think the market, maybe without the distractions of county players, as Pet referred to there, and a team that was, you know, very competitive last year, very close to it. I think they, I think just think that there's something going on down there. They're trying to revive things, trying to get back to a bit of glory. And I'd say they'll be very, very determined. Um, Six Bell Bridge, obviously, are still a top team. But does a lot of their players have been around the block an awful lot. They've won a lot of championships. They failed in Munsters, which is a big disappointment. But, uh, you know, it's freshened up a little bit with stack we hear. But, you know, it's very hard to hear that there are more seasoned seven, eight or nine players to keep bringing, coming back every year. I'm sticking my neck out. I think Fiekel, on their day, without many injuries, I think Con Smith is a loss, but other than that, they have a full bill of health. I genuinely think the market and Fiekel might come out of that group, albeit quite gay, are going to take a scalp, one scalp at least, if not two. I think no team will come out that will stay unbeaten in it because they're capable of beating each other. But just like my neck out here, it's the one group I'm going to take a chance on maybe going against the grain. I go with the market and Fiekel. Yeah, interesting. Pet, just speaking of your own your own club, Fiekel, and how our preparation's gone, look at further on, they won the cup last year. You know, they need to kick on, yeah. you know, with a championship run this time. Yeah, the, the, the cup campaign this year was mixed. Uh, they done a number of experimentations uh, during the cup. They won a couple of games, lost more. They halfway down the table, I think they finished up. Uh, they got some bad beatings in the way. I mean, their performance against Ina Kilimone would worry you. They only they was uh, they only scored sixteen points. Shane McGregor got fourteen, and Justin Nelson got two. You need a bigger spread of scores in the championship. No, they don't want to progress in it. Mm -hmm. They're depending if, t if t Shane McGregor is tied down, we're in serious trouble. Um, we're operating from a small pool. Yes, we have um, Oshin Clune and Young Hogan in, and they were there last year as well. But they need to find a position for Oshin Clune. He's in the forwards one day. He's in midfield. He could be up. He could be in the backs. Yeah, in fairness, they, they need to settle somewhere. Settle, right? Yeah, yeah. They need a settled position for Oshin to do himself justice in and get used to the position. Um, we have a small squad, we're pulling from a small squad, but the first game will be crucial. Uh, you know, if you lose the first game, or don't beat Clonara, but if you pressure, beat Clonara, there's pressure on, there's pressure on yeah. straight away. Likewise, if you beat Clonara, you're buoyant by that success right. and you could, kick, you could kick onto it. Mm -hmm. But um, preparations um, have been, you know, challenge games that haven't gone that well for them. And, um, you're, you're, you're pulling from the same pool, really. They're always a good team to get right for the championship, don't yeah, They yeah, always give their yeah, best. Well, hopefully, hopefully. And, um, I hope that's the case, uh, Leo, but um, 
it's a very, very tough group. You have four very hard games. Yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. Whitegate would raise their game against Fiji. Mm. They always do as well, you know, when yeah, that game. That's the last true. game. That could be a penalty <coughs> game yet, you know. Um, no market last year played Fiekel. It was a dour enough struggle. Fiekel held out to win it. Could have gone either way on the same day. But look, as I say, the start will be key. Hopefully, maybe Fiekel could get over to that. Yeah. Let's we go on to Group 2 and Pat Mack with self you on this one. Belly Edgar, Castle, Bradford, Cresto and the Mills. And interesting type. A lot of, lot of local derbies here on this one. <laughs> a lot of local derbies, is right. Uh, the Mills and Bradford, I, I think, is the last... I think they're playing each other the last day of the last, last round, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least it's it's, oh, it's the second last, second, second last, last, yeah, yeah. That'll be one for Tulla, I hope, uh, like just like old times. Um, I think Clare Castle are improving, and they need to improve it. I think they will improve it, I think they are improving. I think they will probably be, they'll put it up to anybody, I think, this year, because, I say simply because they have to. You know, I'd say all the old numerical stalwarts, are, they often come back there and they kind of lend a hand and they sort of appear on sideline and big matches and you kind of see them being visible, trying to just urge this team on, this young team on. They played some lovely hauling last year. Uh, Cratlow, look at we keep we keep saying every year about Cratlow are holding a football, a lot of mileage up, but you know, they still produce it in the earlier rounds always, and they do enough in group stages to come out. Uh, the Mills, again, they're the great Enigma semi finalists one year, relegation candidates another year. Uh, what will they do this year? Uh, I'm not sure what the preparation has gone, Pat will tell us that. On their day, the Mills can beat, I'd say, nearly any clear team apart from the top two or three. And maybe even that. But then again, there are days when it doesn't go, go other well for them. So, to come down to it, Bellier with Tony Kelly back. The champions last year without him. Now, it doesn't mean that his 9 or 10 or 12 points is going to be added to the score they had last year. Because other people stepped up last year with freeze, with scores and play. Because they had to they had to kind of contribute. And now we'll kind of stand back and look at Tony doing it. Uh, and that, you know, it might be that much of an addition in terms of their overall play. But... You know, Kelly's the genius, as we know. Uh, Goji is back from, I think, America. Now, if he has a bit of trend under his belt, I think he's a super player. That'll help them. You know, Jack Brown is there, and, you know, you have, you have Paul Flanagan had the year player that game, the year of his life. So, look at uh, Arthur on the freeze. I, I'm going to go at Ballet to come out again, uh, <coughs> definitely. And I think, despite the fact that you can make a case for Cratlow and Bradford, who I all admire the, the way they play, and the Mills, I still think Cratlow does another year in that experienced squad to at least come out before the football starts taking its toll later on in the year. I think they'll come out of the group with Bellier. Pat, Hickey, turn on to this group, Pat, and you know, Bradford had the year from head last year, you know, with off the fields, unfortunately, you know, with, with, the, with the tragedies down there, you know, and you know, they've done very well to even stay in yeah. with senior status, turn out with the the way that was handled is a, a, another, 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 another debate, but look at they're all in senior as, as of now. You know, the Bradford, the Mills, we're not too sure where the Mills, you know, got to the quarter final of the cup, lost out to Crusheen after after penalties. So we're not too sure what way Farham is there really. Um Clare Castle, Anthony Daly at the Hillam. There's no doubt he'll get a bounce out of him. Whether it is enough to be competitive is another story and your belly or belly Yeah, sure look at you have two derbies like Belly and Clark Castle, the Mills and Bradford. There are two games to look forward to, as you say, the Daly factor with Clark Castle. I think Galvin is a lost Clark Castle, I think his hand was broke against Wolfhounds, I'd say he'll still be out, mm. so he's a loss and he's unfortunate with injuries the last few years. Bellier will definitely come out of the group, I, I think uh, they'll come out of it, so it's basically you know, the Mills and Cracklaw brought for fighting for second place. I don't think Clarecastle will be strong enough to contend this year anyway. They have a very young team, a couple of experienced players, but um, when it comes down to it, I think I agree with Pat, I think uh, Cracklaw 
uh, experience will see them sneak into second place. But there'll be a ferocious uh, battle for it with the Mills and Broadford having the say as well in it. But when it comes down to it, I think Bellier and Crackler for me will be the two teams coming out of Group 2. Pat, just two of them gone against, uh, against the great, against the East Air teams. <laughs> we'll have a change now, will you, at least? I would imagine <laughs> you'll have, have something to say on that. But Pat, you know, the Mills, as Pat McNamara says, you know it yourself. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, if any club is a Jekyll and Hyde, it's the Mills. County final one year, relegation yeah. one year, county final relegation again. You know, going by that, it's yeah. going to find again this time. It's supposed to be the year, 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 it's but anyway, we'll, we'll go on to today. Well, I, I, I expect Bellier to come out. They have, they have a lot of fellas back from... They will have uh, footballers playing hurling with it. And the likes of Gary Brennan winning the ball and throwing it out to Tony Kelly. And if we don't deal with that, yeah, you know, uh, both Tony Kelly and, and Niall DC, they're, they're, they're going to be their two main scorers. DC's done some hero. Uh, yeah, because, you know, he, he yeah. doesn't really get the credit. He Tony's DC, I meant when I yeah, said the free. I, I said after I was thinking about yeah. him. Yeah. But in yeah. fairness to yeah. DC, he, he, he invariably knocks over... Yeah. Yeah. Kelly knocks over it, but DC knocks over 9 points a game, does, yeah. as well, you know. We played him at the market there a couple of years ago, and the beat was a pint, and, and Tony Kelly and I, DC got all their scores yeah. the same day. Yeah. Oh, they scored in the two and they mm. won by a pint. So, I, I, I'll go for Bellier because it's supposed to be Carl O'Connell, isn't it? The footballer back there from West Clare yeah, as well. Those fellas keep running all day and they'll be throwing the ball on to Kelly. He was vital in the county final he last was, year. He was, was, yeah. He was, yeah. He rightly point out Gary Brennan plays a key role. As a, as a target man inside and he does. ball off he's brilliant does. Does. Yeah. and I think yeah. remember that match when he beat him on the run to the final he was missing he was suspended he was missing he was and he was. Um, he was injured and um, he was an awful loss he was. to that day Kelly will probably be playing midfield for Bellier that's normally what he plays with, mm. um, with a licence to go where he likes yeah. obviously yeah. but I think Jack Brown uh, was outstanding last year for Bellier very good in the backs yeah. Talking yeah. excellent no? and, and um, would you believe it Pat I thought once Kelly got injured, Jack Brown even improved. Yeah, he, his agree, game, yeah. his level of yeah. performance upped I mean, it even major. Yeah, you know? and he, he'll, he'll have a chip in his shoulder because he, I didn't think he got a fair crack at the week with Clare this year. You would imagine, yeah. you know, he was Harry Brown even when he improved. Yeah, he went mm -hmm. for different guys, you know. So he was. My understanding is actually he was walking off the Clare panel at one stage this year on for Tony Kelly mm. persuaded him to stay. Yeah. So don't be surprised if... if a big jump to from Jack. Yeah, mm. Going back to that group there, Pat, you were saying so, you were saying Benny yep. and look at... I'll go for Benny. I'll go for Benny. I'll go for Benny. I'll go for because they, they, they got promotion there from 1B, uh, 1B to 1A. And uh, they, 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 they played some very good games now. They played the market over in the market and they gave them the market a good beat in the Clare Cup. And they played um, a few challenge games there against the Tipperary teams and played very well in them. So uh, I'll just go for Benny and just about. So they're coming into farm at the right time, Pat. Yeah, well, it's good to hear, yeah. It's good to hear. Now, I suppose the battle with Barford will be... Will be uh, <laughs> oh, that's a big life with the it's on. And um, I suppose Crackler will be a tough one as well. Clarecastle, with Daly and Charge and Clarecastle, like, you know, they'll be, they'll be all very competitive games. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. So we'll just go for our one that's uh, Daly and our one that comes through. We turn to the next thing. We'll start with you, Pat McNamara. Group yeah. 3, Erob, Kinmaley, Scarif and Clooney Quinn. Kilmainly come on the back of uh, Clare Cup victory, which is normally a recipe for disaster. Absolutely, in, 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 in Clare. Erog, Erog, they're always there or thereabouts. Scarif will be hoping to bounce on, you know, 
unlucky not to make the quarterfinal last year, scoring difference. Mm. Uh, knocked them out, you know. They'll be hoping, like Matt Rogers will be back, we'll be hopefully even in better condition with playing for Clare. Yeah. Patrick Crotty back, you know, a new man on the Clare, Clare team as well. And sure, Clooney Quinn or Clooney Quinn, what you see there is what you get. They will be competitive. Are they going to be competitive enough, Pat? It's another great group. They're all actually they're very well mouthwatering uh, fixtures in all the three groups we've talked about so far, and the defining group as well. This group three, initially I was kind of going for Air Rogan, Kilmele, nearly automatically, but when you think, when you think about Scarborough's talent they have, you know, and they've had a year to settle into senior. And last year, I think they, they, they did actually consolidate this very well as a senior club. Uh, without injuries, with their key men uh, playing all well, they will be a match for anybody, and I include Airog in that and Camille, because I think Airog depend a good bit on the county lads, but they're, 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 they're weaker. You know, the, the, the lesser lights on Airog aren't they don't sweep off the tongue that easy, you know, and they didn't seem to cope very well without the county lads in the, in the cup either. I know now with the cup is different, and I mean, they, they time their own for the championship. But Airog, I think, are a little bit vulnerable. If Shane O'Donnell isn't lording it, maybe maybe David Reedy, you know, can be held and kind of tightened up on his day. Uh, and Fitzgerald didn't get much of a run, whatever happened to his form, he wasn't brought in. It was, it was, um, it was, uh, he and Nolan kind of got that extra space in the defence and clear when they were stuck. So, um, by no means am I convinced about Airog. Kilmele, I think, for once, I think Cup form may transfer into 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 the club because the, the cup was played there recently, and it was obviously in in the, in the summer weather. We're straight into the championship. I think Kilmele may maintain that form. They also they have a big squad of players. They have a lot of players of kind of similar style and class. But O'Malley and and O'Neill and those for Bellies, Fish, and uh, obviously Cleary and. Uh, you mean Bradley Higgins and those. Now, I'd like to see him this year. Now, he's a Philippine touted as a possible defender. That might be a county standard if he was got a good rule of fitness. And uh, Keane Maloney and those. But um, look, at if I Clooney Quinn then, okay, everyone says Duggan and, and Taylor. I thought Taylor had a massive year for Clare. I didn't think Peter Duggan maintained his form all through the year with Clare, even though it's very hard to come back from two or three years away in Australia and get the form back. He's a, a big handful for anybody, obviously. But if I had to pin it down... I think, despite the fact that I think Scarif will have great moments and could cause a surprise, and I would love if they did, I'd probably stick with Airog and Kilmele. I think most people seem to think automatically they'll come out of it. I don't think it's automatic at all, but I still think push comes to shove. Airog and Kilmele, just have like a bit of experience and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe kind of bigger squad, squads than Scarif and Clooney Quinn. Pat Hickey, Scarif under, you know, same management, Mark McKinnon this year, they'd be hoping to push on, you know, Last year, definitely, you know, coming up from intermediate was a big step. They did get caught in the yeah. place the first day against World Tour. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And they got the right game, didn't get Clare Castle and played very well against Six Mile Bridge. No men in, in a coaching team this yeah. year, men with kind of more of a Galvez style, yeah. a Joel Leary. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on this group, Pat? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah um, they would be the dark horse in this group, I think, in my, in my view. You mentioned there, obviously, the impact potentially impact Rogers and, and Crotty, but don't forget Hartigan as well. Yes. He's a, he's a very good hurler and he's he's a good lot of games played. I saw him play in the league. No, they weren't that impressive in the cup, but they were obviously missing Crotty and Rogers. But like you said rightly, Leo, they got off the bad start last year against Wolf Tones. I actually umpired that game and um, but then they recovered and they be six my bridge. No people were saying the bridge were true. It wasn't a true reflection on the game. That's the game actually that um, Got crossy onto the Clare Senior Penalty, got six points. Very well, that yeah. They will be dark horses in the group, definitely. And one win, you know, could could set them up. But as as Pat Mack pointed out, Aero and Kimberley, the two teams kind of stand out. 
O'Shane O'Donnell will be a key man for Airog. I think he'll, he'll probably end up with an all-star this year at county level and he should be coming into on top of the world really because he's a great year for player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and shouldn't be overburdened because he didn't exactly, yeah. that yeah. Exactly, yeah. And um, the only thing is they have so many players away with both the footballers and the hurlers. Just only now they've all gathered together and can yeah. they get it chilled in time for the for the championship, you know? Mm. Now I know they've another two another week uh, preparations because it's obviously it's only a fourteen group, the five teams are only out this weekend. But um I think Ken Maley, I was very impressed with um Cleary of centre back against um Clonlaw in the cup final of his at that very good. I think he'd be left centre back. Obviously depending on who he'd be playing, maybe he'd be marking a key man, maybe he'll have to go back full back, but he's very good against Clonlaw centre back. Um they've I mean twenty five points is a good total to get. Yeah. They didn't look like creating many goal chances now, that's the only thing we'll say. Mm -hmm. And they've a lot of lads average the same height kind of that mm -hmm. might come against them when push comes to show them they yeah. get to tear race later on in the championship. But definitely I think he may will come out of the group. And I think second place between Scarlett and Herog. Now I'm not discounting Tony Quinn completely, but they're depending off and they'll be depending on Peter Duggan and, and Taylor. Taylor was brilliant for mm -hmm. player this year. But the two they're you know, they'll be expected to do all the work most of the work for Clooney and, and Despite their best efforts, I don't think Clooney will come out of the group. So if push comes to shove again, I think Airog, Kinmele, with Scarlett, potentially might cause an upset. Mm. Pat, what do you want to call with that? Yeah, I'd be going in kind of the same way uh, Kinmele, I suppose, maybe the topper. Airog, uh, yeah, if Scarif upset Airog in the first, uh, in the first, even in the first round, no, they're playing Scarif playing Clooney. Oh, they're playing Clooney. Airog. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is going to put one of them in the back foot straight away. Yeah, the Scarif and Airog now again could be a could be a crucial game. Um, there, if if Scarif get could get off their hold, then also put catch him on the pitch and yeah, they're against Tony Quinn starting to give him a rest. And deep pass if any Scarif man looks at the betting and Petty Paul this week, he's going to say, "My God Almighty, we might not be taking part in this thing at all." You know, he's bound to to store the beast somewhere. Yeah. 60-61 for Scarif and all Clooney at 33s and Kilmele, Tins and Eroga 13 to 2. You would wonder where the odds are coming It's, it's not shocking odds really yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, on a decent yeah. team. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is shocking because you have two county players playing with Scarif yeah. and 66 to 1, I mean, where is that? Like? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they weren't even in relegation last year. No, they weren't. No, no. Oh, and, uh, and we, we won't talk about relegation for now, but we'll talk about before the programme is over. We are, uh, Petty, can we start with you in Group 4? Aina uh, Kilimona beaten finalist last year. Crusheen, relegation candidate last year, escaped to administration. Yeah. <coughs> Smith O'Brien's intermediate champions last year, and Moulton's, who flattered to deceive and could possibly do anything. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think Aina Kilimona look clear cut favourites to come out of the group anyway. So I think they're nearly earmarked to come out of it. I think everyone will probably pick them to come out of it. They got to their first county final last year. They have their experience behind them. David Fitzgerald uh, uh, playing out of his skin for Clare this year, uh, uh, in my opinion, a certain all-star as well. Obviously, they might have McCarthy back as well. Um, Jason McCarthy as well, in and out of the Clare set-up. Um, point, point to prove as well. Yeah, point to prove. Out of it completely in the latter stage of the championship. But um, they have a huge peak. Um, the bits to see able to go with Kelly or Fuhi in goals. The, the cup game... Last cup game I was at with Ina Fu, he was in goals. He puck out so brilliant. Now I don't know whether they'll go with Kelly or not in the goals, but um, 
I think Kinmolin for definitely come out of the group. It's a great group for Smith O'Brien's coming up playing senior for the first time. Um, they're playing Crushy Wolf Tones. They're two games. They could win both of them. Wolf Tones um, have a lot of experienced players. Hayes, obviously, Aaron Shatterher, Aaron Cunningham, you know, Ben O'Gorman. They have a decent, they're, they're all quality players. I think Jack Cunningham, they'll be missing Jack. I think he's gone abroad mm -hmm. with work. But they have a couple of your work as well. They're all they're nice hovers. Yeah. Billy, Billy Connell's not. He was scoring yeah, points. Yeah, Billy did fight for Farmer Flatler, yeah. The yeah. 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 <coughs> thing about Billy, Pesci, will he show up like a million? Yeah, he was, I, know, he was, he's, uh, I see him there now in a cup game against us and he was putting balls over the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I actually counted the cup game. He played about two of the nine he's cup games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, he actually, the other game he played was against uh, Smith O'Brien's. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching off him specifically because I knew from talking to Crackle yeah, lads. Yeah, yeah. I said, Well, you sorry to see him go. He had pulled for two years, and they said, Yeah, sure. He, he, you might only see him in day, or you'll see yeah, him yeah, in yeah, yeah. But he'll probably show up for the championship. On his day, he's a great forward. Mm. Depends on what preparation he has done. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Um, yeah. But um, Smith O'Brien's uh, very trained and very hard, I believe, and uh, they're very committed. And they could, they could do. Uh, damage to any team, Barra, any Kilimone, I think. Crusheen, they're always uh, probably going back to the same players. Mm. Aidan Hart and Chelsea. Aidan okay. Hart is coaching them, yeah. They, they, want, they won't lack an effort and determination, anyway, that's for sure. But I suppose when it comes to the push, it comes to shove, I go over to Heine Kilimone and uh, Boltons. Yeah, Leo, I, I think I'd, I'd agree with Petty. I think Heine Kilimone and I suppose Boltons have a good show counting in and they have good hurlers. Uh, and um, Farmer counting in. So I, I just go with Heineken in the morning to win the group and maybe Wolf Jones. Although Smith O'Brien's could, could, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're going well enough since they came up from Intermediate, you know, they're, they're holding well and they played well in the, in the Clare Cup there. They had some good wins in it. So uh, just, I suppose, Heineken in the morning and just Wolf Jones experience to bring the two for second place. Pat, do you concur with that? Or, you know, it is a big step up. There's not a difference between the league and the Championship Cup and the Championship as we even know, as other teams have found to their peril. Can Smith O'Brien's close that gap and make the knockout stages? Yeah, and their first game is against Wolf Tones, which they will probably maybe see as the possible chance of, yeah. of getting first, uh, the first two points. Uh, Smith O'Brien's, I'd love to see them doing well because, uh, you know, we've kind of followed their, their, their fortunes for the last few years on, on, on Scarlet Bay and uh, we've seen the great battles they've had in both losing uh, championship uh, knockout games near the end of it and, and winning, of course, last year. Um, Key and Nolan, when came in for Clare there on two or three occasions, besides this, but was really brilliant. He took, took to senior county hurling like a duck to water against against some top forwards and uh, did his job. Especially when Clare wouldn't go well against Kinney. Uh, so he's going to be a great leader for them, but you need, obviously, you need more than more than that. Goff, Mike Goff again, will, or David Goff will. We'll tear into it, you know, as well, that the ability has. Tommy Redden and those will, will do the business. So, whether yeah, they have I, enough. Do, do they have enough? That's the question. Do they have enough? That's the question. Um, I suppose, realistically, to consolidate uh, as holding the role in senior is the big thing this year. Maybe they could sneak away against Crusheen. We know how seasoned Crusheen are. But, again, going back to the same players, back to the well, you know, things change every every few yeah. years and, and while, while they're doughty fighters and they would laugh at us all in a week's time if they, if they if, if, or a few weeks time if they come out of the group and say you wrote us off again and, and we do you do so at your peril I nicked them on I think again with the with the quality they have of players and the experience they learned last year and the size of their panel etc 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 I think you know they have they have 21 a medals to burn up there for the last five or six or four or five years ago so they have they have everything going for them and i think they will top the group and i think they will come out as, as everybody has said here 
I suppose, looking at it, Wolf Tones probably have the better set, the next set, best set of players in terms of, of ability and experience, and uh, you know, maybe around their peak as well. And uh, Aaron Cunningham, we know, is, is county standard, and the fact that he's able to concentrate in the club this year, uh, you know, he's he's going to be absolutely flying it. And he may not want to prove a point in terms of being a county standard, but he will. He'll also want to be able to show that he still has it. Whether whether he's interested in playing for Clare or not is another story, and maybe he's not, but. I suppose Ina Kilimone and Wolf Tones are the two teams with the, with the best squads and Smith O'Brien's I think might, might cause one surprise which would be great and I hope they do. Uh, Christine could as a, make a left of stock of all of us once again by doing the business as they always fight and they're all as hard to beat but realistically Ina Kilimone and Wolf Tones for me uh, stick them in a coat they'd, they'd be the two we'd have to go for. Yeah, right and we go further on now who you're saying is going to go into relegation then Pat because there's you know, last year we had no relegation. Yes, I, I would yes. safely say it would take place this year. Unfortunately, there's two teams going down this year. It's a very, very, very hard one because you know. And pick your pick your team. Four teams out of the four groups. Oh, one from each. Yeah. Okay. And the same question with two pets. Subsequently. Now, if group one, it would be ridiculous to suggest that no market figures and are on the ridge would be would be fighting relegation. I think based on the team they have. But based on history, it'd be ruthless to say Whitegate. But unfortunately, it may be them again fighting because they're in a really, really tough group. If Whitegate were to say group four, I wouldn't be putting them into relegation, but they are. Pet, are you putting Whitegate into relegation? I'm putting them in as one of the four. Right, that's group two then. <laughs> group two, Pat will want to hear me say this, it's between, I think it's between the Mills and Broadford. I think Clare Castle, probably with the daily kick, and I think they have a lot of good young players now. Physical, the physicality we've seen in hurling. Maybe, maybe Clare Castle will be struggling. Look, at, we'll, we'll give the, the two East Clare teams a chance of, 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 of holding up there. And I'd say maybe Clare Castle. Right. Group three. Group three, I think Clooney Queen. Right. And group four. Group four, I'd like to say Crusheen rather than Smith O'Brien's. It's probably between the two of them. So I'd say Crusheen. Pat O'Brien. Yeah, I'll I'll go for I'll give a hesitant vote to Whitegate. Be the nice, nice, going to be the nice. <laughs> 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 no, I might be. Uh, I might be in relegation too, so I might be eating my words. I'll go for Clare Castle. I think they were there last year, and I don't know if I don't have enough of uh, talent to come through. Maybe they'll maybe we'll see it all from there too. But anyway, I'll go for Clare Castle and uh, Clooney Quinn. Uh, I was saying to one the Clooney lads all day, and they said there's a lot of their players, their senior players are all you know they're, 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 yeah. Kind of defending and, and Peter Duggan now and, yeah. and, and Ryan Taylor and they haven't and they haven't enough of the young well, lads coming through. They're too young. They're, they're too young. Yeah. They're, they're too young. young. Yeah. They're coming up. And the older fellas, uh, they have a lot of older fellas. So I go Clooney Quinn and I suppose I'll go for Christine as well. Just maybe Christine as well uh, in, in relegation, but maybe we'll be alright now. We'll more than ten in the year. Group two. Pesiki. Whitegate, Clackcastle, Clooney Quinn, and Christine. There's three on the four from last year. Yeah, and uh, Clare Castle will go down and Clooney Queen will go down. Clare Castle will go down and Clooney Queen will go down. Who's going to win the championship, Pat? Who's your tip? LA. Who's your tip for the championship, Pat? Pat O'Brien? I'll I, 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 I go for Heineken in the morning. I think Bellier. 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 I'm going to say I'm crushing for 20 quid. You've gone for your two, two, yeah. Yeah. And look, that concludes our um, 
senior uh, preview, senior championship preview. Now we get on to the read one, the intermediate championship, the battle <laughs> for Paddy Brown and Paddy, he, the first group there, Joseph's Tubber, Kilnane and Umarket in the middles. Three to come out, it seemed kind of, yeah, um, you can only pick him as. St. Joseph's will be favourites to come out of the group. Last last year's final, um, some would say controversially so in the eyes of Joseph's anyway. Um, Kilnane Hall are two points from freeze and uh, Joseph's people will tell you to this day. And they're adamant about they're it. They're adamant that uh, the referee, Niall Malone, was completely biased against them on the day. So they'll be able to prove uh, that they want to get back senior anyway. But this thing about uh, they're too big a club to be playing intermediate is a load of nonsense. We have no spot in senior. Yeah. This thing about we shouldn't be intermediate. That's that's to get rid of that thought mm. out their heads. You have to earn your place in senior championship. And and do you know what, Pat? That eventually can bring you down if you're yeah. thinking like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know how can yeah. you get? Yeah. You know, very hard to get over the, the, the line then. And despite the fact that all the cribbing they did last year, I think they went into final thinking they'll take it low as well. No, it's an awful bad day as it turned out for them, but uh, weather-wise and everything. But I think they'll come out of the group. Um, my daughter, Tober, I think, will come out of the group. And in the third spot, it'll be a, a battle between Kinanina and the Mills. I don't think no market are good. The second team isn't good. I, I kind of discount no market from it. Um, Kinanina pass with, you know, Smith would make, you know. Not, not enough. Have, have they enough? Have they enough, the, besides, yeah. along with the two of them? Well, not with the lads. It's been confirmed this week that uh, Mark Flaherty's through seat oh. is gone. That's a massive, massive yeah, blow. Yeah, not alone the fact that Mark himself, but yeah. the timing of it as well as the start of the championship. Uh, huge loss to Kilnina. Sean Glynn, who was flying there for the last few years, as Leo, you watched him in matches, yeah, we picked him out as being him, yeah. really flyer. He's playing in London. But how have preparations gone, Pat? Uh, well, I, I'll be honest about it, I'm, I'm, I haven't been up watching the training. The cup was up and down there. If you nice wins in the cup and if you losses as well, but the, the panel of missing lads every single day they went out. Um, I believe Martin Glynn is around for the summer. There was doubts about him being gone, but he's, he is around. Todd Kelsey, who had also was advised to give up hurling because of hip injuries. Um, he's very busy building a house and all that. Todd has, has been placed back into goals and he's absolutely flying it in goals and he's put goals are very, very impressive, I'm told, in the last few league games. Is it, and is championship it, is it the Irishman having the goals now? <laughs> <laughs> good hold up, good hold up. Todd, Todd is a great servant yeah, to the club. Great, 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 great attitude. And uh, that's a, a plus, I suppose, that he's going great well character, there. Great character. But, um, you know, an awfully expected of, 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 of uh, Keith Smith, who's only still a young fella. Very, very promising forward. Great strength as well as great finishing power. Uh, Ian McNamara will be flying it around the halfback line, middle of the field. Great pace, great touch. And, and, speaking, fabulous, of, and speaking of the same man, I would imagine Brian Lohan will be having a look at in this championship. Yeah, he probably with a, with a view to bringing him in to the senior panel. Once he bulks up a bit and gets the old, the old, the old uh, muscles built up, definitely because he has the hurl and he has the pace, and it's just a matter of getting the strength now because County Hurling, you know, obviously yeah, need a physicality. As I mentioned earlier, Lohan is prepared for any lads if we're impressive. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, these lads will be looking at that. Smith didn't even go on the clear starting twenty one. He was on it. Uh, yes, he was on the panel, but he wasn't starting. No, he wasn't starting. But Lohan brought, Lohan him, brought him on to the 26, you know I mean? twice, I think, yeah. Twice. Which is amazing, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, maybe if, if Smith was starting the two games, yeah. it, it could be in a different, yeah. a very, and very different outcome. Just finish out on it, Cahal Noonan, another outstanding yeah. Yeah. Le, uh, fullback for the last couple of years, had come back from a crusade, uh, obviously was on his second crusade. Uh, he's recovering slowly, will not be fit for at least another few weeks, I'd say, and by that it might be too late. Uh, 
Cahal wouldn't, he certainly wouldn't want to go back to uh, miss his father there uh, a week ago. And the father said he didn't think he was fit to come back. Uh, other people think he is, uh, but I'd listen to the father because he sees what's going on. So, I mean, we can't afford to be without Shongley and Cahal Noon and Mark Clarity. We simply mm-hmm. can't. However, uh, I'm sure the lads that they'll put in a fair battle, but, uh, you know, but going back to Pat, for Pat might finish what was going on with the group, just when we refer to Kilneen there, that's the information I have anyway. Yeah, well, based on what Pat is saying, Leo, um, an awful lot of injuries, um, I'll go with Joseph's Tubbert and the Mills to come out of the group. Yeah. No, I saw the Mills. Even I, though Kilneen would be Tubbert last year. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, saw, yeah, the, yeah. I saw the Mills and Budaik in that intermediate. Part of time. That final mm-hmm. league final. Again. And um, despite the fact Budaik were missing uh, five or six legs that evening, mm. I thought the Mills were poor enough in the first half. No, they came back into the second half a bit. The game wasn't. If I read the champion report, wasn't that the game you think it was a thriller? Carlton oh, to yeah. champion. I don't think it was a thriller. <laughs> the first half certainly wasn't anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. And I don't know who done the headline for the Clare champion. Jesus, I said to myself, I was unpar- I must have been a sleeper that night. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you'd be a sleeper time fan. I didn't think so. No, obviously it was a decent, was a decent was game. Yeah, it was a decent. Excitement yeah. built yeah. in the second half. So my three from that group anyway: Leo, Josephs, Tober, and the Mills to come out of it. Pat, you concur with that? I do with Joseph's, yeah, Joseph's and Tubbergan, they should have their first teams in there. I suppose Kilonena, Pets is there, have a lot of injuries in there. Yeah. Um, the Mills played them in the Cup or in the League over in the Kitchen there and they gave them a big beating, they were missing an awful lot of players for the same reason. But um, I suppose to me it's have to be between the Mills and Kilonena, I'd say. Yeah, Pets, you go with that. Yeah, Joseph certainly to come out, Tubber certainly to come out. And look at, if it comes if it comes to it, obviously my heart will say Kilonena to come out as well, but uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to see it. Uh, It'll take a massive effort and a bit of luck as well. And we go that. We go to Group Two. Um, oh, Pat, in of course, obviously we did, we were talking about relegation. We're all element. It looks like no market are going to be the team that we're. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. won by last few years. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. We turn to Group Two. Rouen, Six Mile Bridge, second team. Pertin, Clanara, second team, and Corrafin. Does a lot of results could go funny here, Patricky? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see Rouen and Corrafin. Uh, they're playing each other in the. <laughs> And uh, that should be an interesting uh, occasion. Mm. Uh, I, Clonera, I've been disappointed with Clonera's second team the last few years. I, I, I kind of discount Clonera out of that, Leo, right. straight away. That leaves, uh, I'm actually umpiring um, the bridge, the bridge and Clonera, uh, Fergal is reffing it at the weekend. Uh, the bridge uh, will come out of the group, and um, I think Rowan, Partey, is there three teams coming over that three, group? Three, three, uh, three I think, I'd yeah. For, I'd be worried about Corrafin, kind of, with the footballers gone senior. Will they be concentrating on the football to the detriment of the hurlers? There's a lot of dual players involved, Cahills and Malone and all them, and yeah, you yeah. wonder it might come against them. And there could be a bit of friction there between the teams. Keen already has gone as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they, be, they could come against them. But um, I go with Rouen, the bridge, and party. That's an interesting call, Pat. Yeah, I'd nearly go the same way. Um, yeah, I'd nearly go the same way. But Pertin, Pertin aren't too bad, you know. No, they're, they're not. They have no. some nice players, you know. And um, Clonera, all of us beat them there in the, in the league semi-final. Try to look, but a few of them were going, a few of them, I think, were, 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 uh, would be moving up the scene uh, and yeah. kind of in so. And of course, with the injuries that Clonera have now, they're probably going to lose a few more. Yeah, I, I just go with one. The bridge is supposed to have a lot of, lot of players. They, they, they might um, snatch the, the first part there and then 13. Uh, I suppose Corrafin, as, as Pat said there with the football, maybe it might, it might affect them, but then they'll be playing every week. 
So we have no market in Clannera going by it. So looking at that at this time, looking at relegation there, you would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the lads. I think Ruan, very promising side, and I think uh, they'll go places pretty soon. But I think they'll come out of this group anyway. I think uh, Party definitely come out as well. I'd imagine. Uh, now between the bridge and Corrafin for the third one, and as the lads said correctly, I think Corrafin isn't a big enough club to be, to be able to, to draw enough players to play football and, and curling. There's an awful lot of dual, dual lads involved. I don't think you can do that. The Bridge have never had a bad second team. I don't think they're as good in the last couple of years as they had been maybe in previous years. We haven't said that. The Bridge have so many holders down there is that they will produce a good, a good second club and I think they'll, they'll come out. So around the Bridge and, and Partee. Yeah, they're, they're fairly consistent in qualifying for the quarterfinals. They are. Just going, exactly. Yeah. And they yeah. have yeah. a lot of young guys come up there from the 19 team yeah, too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they'll be... They'll be they'll and I think the football is hindering Corrafin Hurling Club Hurling team because of the fact that it's a small enough club. We turn to Group 3, and this is a motor-watering group. East oh. Clare Group plus Aidy Kinnabon, a second team thrown in. Pat McNamara, we're going to start with you. Well, first of all, of course, Badraika won't be relegated. Secondly... <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw Badraika in Division 3 there recently with, a lot of in- with plenty of injuries to top players, and they were still impressive enough. I thought the means were quite good that evening myself, and uh, I slightly disagree with Pat. Again, this is. I thought it was a decent game. No, it wasn't. I know it was probably played up a little bit in the paper, but I think you know it was a, maybe a quite enough time in terms of which was there was a few league finals on that weekend already. But it was a good a good game. I think Bradford gives a, an extra bit yeah. of impetus. I think that the crowd are close by, and you have Hill Sixteen crowd as well, and then you have the yeah, yeah. The, the sideline and the two new dugouts, and you have. Uh, it's kind of enclosed nicely, and I think I think yeah, you get a great atmosphere a there. A brilliant venue, doesn't it? And of course, there are two rivals fans as well. Um, but like, there's one bit of tension there. Oh, only a drain dividing the two two parishes, I suppose. Maybe a two foot drain. The only thing about matches in Broadford, the county board don't like it because there's a lot of lads getting from that to the That's right. That comes against. And they can't do a thing about it, I think. It's private for the big games. I actually witnessed. A gay checker going down trying to take money off from one day and he was told fairly That's not so long ago, yeah. yeah I'd say that, that, that is the case. We've, the goals below, you we've, know, we've been so. hearing that, yeah. And when you're umpiring down there as well, you get lots of advice <laughs> from <behind> the goals. <laughs> <laughs> but to go back to Group 3, I mean, Kilimon have a decent second team for sure. Uh, our own lads, Kilimon beat them last year, so I was beating them. We were, I think, out of that, we were out of it that day anyway because of other results. Uh, I didn't think they were that great that day. So, uh, Tulla, obviously, are very hungry to get back from senior level. I think they'll put a fair effort in. David McEnany's in the form of his life this year, which is brilliant to see from, from, from just his own point of view, from Clare's point of view, but also Tull would be thrilled to see him hurling out of his skin this year. Um, so, but Ike, impressive in that Division 3. I uh, hope they'll get an injury or two back. I know there's some long-term, one or two lads out, maybe illness as well. So I think the, I think it's easy enough to call this one. I think Tull and Bud Ike will, will qualify for this group. Pat O'Brien? Yeah, Tora, I'm going to learn with Eichel the taste. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to go low. Very impressive about going low last yeah. year in the Junior A Championship. And Michael Cheney in and the this year. Absolutely, yeah. I know I didn't mean, I did mean, sorry Pat, I'll let you in straight away. Of course, I would say how much I admired their, their run last year, and indeed in Munster as well. Outstanding performance. Yeah, they were very good, yeah. So, um, <laughs> certainly will be a serious test. They might need one more season to adjust, but having said that, I will not be surprised if they beat one of the top teams either. Tola, the Ogunla Badaik one will be juicy as well. As well as the Ogunla Tulla one, so I was but I Tulla, but uh, I'll still stick with Tulla and Badaik this year. But I think Ogunla certainly are a coming club. Pat O'Brien? Yeah, I I, I go with Pat as well. I think Tulla and um, I think maybe Badaik might have a bit more experience to, to overcome Ogunla and maybe a bit uh, snatch the second spot. Pat Hickey? Yeah, I go with Tulla and 
but I ultimately come out of the group. I'm looking forward to the gun law, but I match. It'll take me back to the days when I was umpiring with Michael Daly and all those battles with the gun law and me up and your good self was playing. They lo and they love each other. And, and, and the gun law and loved each other, yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like a really a fest. years moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's but great, I have interest on it's great to see your gun law back coming up out with you. Jesus, a few years ago they were starting with even one team, now they have two teams, yeah. which is fantastic. And they're doing good work down there, and PJ Delaney is chairman down there. That's right. And yeah. they're doing big development work and everything, so I'm delighted to see them back up. Um, despite East Clare needs them up East Clare needs, yeah, exactly. And the more the East Clare teams that's up there, um, the better. Uh, another um, good venue for holding games exactly. as well. Lovely venue, exactly. yeah. Lovely venue. Um, but I, my information about Bodaik, it's a three-year plan, is it, to win the Intermediate Championship? That's what I was told anyway. This is year one of it, but obviously Sean, with Sean Doyle will leave no stone unturned. Unfortunately, with injuries, I agree, a couple of key players out, you know, and some long-term ones, unfortunately. But still, they'll have confidence Scott have to win in the Division 3. I go for Budaik uh, and Tulla. Well, by all accounts, Tulla's preparations weren't hectic, training-wise either. Mm -hmm. um, early on the year, didn't go that well in the Cup. So like, is if a gun low, but that match, you know, if that wins against, but Pat again here, key is first round. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wins yeah. the first match, yeah, it's, it's key. It's absolutely key. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, I go with but and Tola to come out of the group. Pat McNamara, who's going to win the intermediate championship in twenty twenty two? I think it'll probably be Josephs. Uh, first of all, they were lucky last year. Even though we were delighted with the Ryan's one as an East Clare, as fellow East Clare uh, neighbours of, of, of Smith of Ryan's and like to see the East Clare twins no matter we were delighted. But I think Joseph, that Peter unlucky in the final. Having said that, as Pat mentioned earlier on, uh, there's no good themselves thinking themselves that, they're, they're, that they shouldn't be down intermediate. They have, to, they have to prove it on the pitch. But surely they leave no stone on turn this year. Uh, huge squad, obviously. Plenty of athletic strong players and a few footballers thrown in as well so I know football is strong there as well and they'll give that a lot of effort and that's probably holding back the holders a little bit but I think it'll be hard for Danny Durden. Tubber I know have improved a good bit in the couple of editions this year there's a lot of connections there yeah you can't rule them out that Dunford's no. connection coming up with there as there's they've lost Dunford. too many finals for my liking possibly yeah Tulla not far off the mark I think Budike with, a, with, a, with most of the squad would push any of them yeah. and maybe Rowan another team we'd look at but Joseph's for me Pedro Brian? Yeah, I'll, I'll just go for Joseph's. Uh, uh, the only thing about it is they're favourites every year and they, don't, they haven't mm. put it off. Yeah. So uh, I'll just go for Joseph's just, just about. Um, I thought I'd be there or there about, I suppose, and uh, Tobber never, never too far away. And you can't write them out? No. Pedro Yeah, um, Joseph's for me as well, just about. Um, but don't be surprised if there's a, a team that we, we don't think might mm. yeah. they could come in from nowhere to win it, you know. I mean I wouldn't be ruling out but Ike either. I like the method, I like the team they have, they're very young and youngsters get confidence from winning and if they win mm. their group or we come out of their yeah. group, anything can happen in yeah. knockout stages. Um Joseph will be under pressure to win it. They're definitely and the pressure right. will come Big on time. them again, you know. Yeah. So but um Tober, you can't don't discount Tober either, but I suppose push comes to show, I'll go with Joseph's just about. So a full house, a full house for, G, uh, for St. Joseph's. A quick look at, at the junior A, you've Clooney Quinn, the banner, Cretlow, Kimeli's second team, you've been a Steinman, Prawford, Scarif, and you've Christine, Erog, Betty and Clarecastle. In one word, Pat, who do you think could win that junior A championship this year? Uh, one word is very hard. Ooh. In a Steinman, probably, should be. Good junglers there in their school, I know they're, they're from different places, they're still a bit young, I suppose. But, you know, the competitive team, 
The banner will have meeting, having him alone at junior level. What a what a problem he should be. You know, I know it could be four to put three on him, and the other lads might do too much. Uh, look at uh, Kilmele, big squad as well. I I honestly haven't seen enough of these teams to know, but I I'm going to stick with Nick Hurt and say the banner with Shane Meehan. I don't know what the backup team is like, but having that forward yeah, draw to Ray is a fair thing. Yeah, there's a bit of backup there. Yeah. Mm. Pat O'Brien. I go over Kilmeade. We played him, we beat him in the, in the Junior League Championship two years ago. A, and a, they great, had a, a great game over in the match. Yeah, yeah, and with Kilmeade, she would have won, really. They, I don't know what Wade said. They had, they had, had great chances. They didn't really yeah, have yeah, yeah. And finished deep at the end of the Finished deep and others got the goal and went on to win in the extra time. But I thought they had a lovely team and lovely hurlers and, and some nice, uh, lovely touches, like, you know. So I'll just go with Kilmeade this year. Maybe they might be here together. Yeah, yes. I, I go for Clooney Quinn. I think they were very unlucky the last few years. They, they very nearly beat O'Gunnell last year. They had him. They had him. They had him. I was umpiring that match, the semi final down in. Was it Bradford? Was that? Right. And I, I, you know, if they can hold on to the base, the bulk of that team that they had, no, they might lose some lose to see, yeah, depending yeah. on, on injuries and stuff. Lads gone mm. away or whatever. But I think they've been unlucky. Kilmele, I agree with you, Pat. They're very mm. strong at that level. So to, between Clooney and Kilmele, in my view, and I put my neck in the block and say Clooney this time. Oh, yeah. mm. Let's. Thanks a million. That concludes our preview of, of the championship here of the Senior Intermediate and Junior A Championship uh, for 2022. There's also the Junior B and the Junior Junior C and Premier Juniors that are going to take place as well and we'll talk about them at another day. My thanks to August, uh, to Pat Hickey and um, we wish you the best luck in another year and uh, waving at the flags, Pat, and keeping all those controversial decisions aside. <laughs> Pat O'Brien, we wish you and the Mills all the very best to look as well. And Pat thanks McNair, for Pat, thanks for your contribution. Thank you, Leo. As well. Thanks to Jim uh, on the control tower. Singing Henley got us through the night again. Thanks also to our guest earlier on, uh, Patsy Fetty, who you know would be helping us out during the, the, the championship camp, campaign. And we wish all the players and all the managements the very best to look as the senior championship and intermediate championships kick off. It is great to be looking forward to the championship, as we said and wish them all the very best of luck. All that remains is for me, Leo Dial, for Sports Time here on Scarlet Bay Queen's Radio, in association with Dirk Credit Union. And until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>